1: Welcome back to another episode of the Comic Bureau Field Report. The Comic Bureau Field Report is a member of the Believe Podcast family. That's spelled B-L-E-A-B. Um, and you did not mishear me. It is Believe. Not Believe. Believe. Uh, and that's why on your favorite podcast platform you read Believe in the Comic Bureau Field Report. I would never name my podcast that. But, um... You know, I don't know. If I feel like it was a chunk of the Comedy Bureau field report, maybe I would call it that, like a believe of the Comedy Bureau field report. Um, but I'm not doing that. It's just that's the name of the network. and they give sad sometimes? So anyways, on to this week's guest. Uh, uh, amazing comedian, improviser, writer, actor. You know, I mean, you can go down his IMDb profile and see... Uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine, and you know, definitely the thing that he's starring in coming up called The Grand Crew on NBC. Give it up for Carl Tart, everybody!
2: Thank you for having me. It's dope as hell.
1: Thank yeah, you for having me. absolutely. Uh, how is it going, Carl?
2: It's going good. It's going That's... good, man. I can't complain. Mm-hmm. Uh, i I'm just living life, taking it easy, one day at a time. You know what
1: I mean? W- I always like to empower people when they say they, like, I can't complain. You can always complain. You just choose not to.
2: Yeah. 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 Can't complain, but I won't. That's what my dad says.
1: Yeah. Don't, don't give up your agency to complain. Uh, Yeah. yeah. Um, On this side of the pandemic, that's what I like to say on this side of the pandemic, what, what, uh, what's up with you these days? I mean, I remember pre-pandemic, you must've been doing improv like at least three times a week with any number of the litany of teams that you were on um, and also writing and acting and so on and so forth. And, and now are you back to that or is it a percentage of that? What's going on?
2: Uh, it's a small percentage of that. I did do an improv show last night at the uh, Silver Lake Lounge.
1: For big team.
2: The big team, yeah. We just we just went on a little tour too. We did a we did a show in St. Louis, Missouri.
1: Cool. That was fun. We got
2: to see the gateway to the west. Nice. And uh, I, did
1: you, perform, did you perform under the arch.
2: We performed under the arch. Everybody felt the energy. Uh, no. Cool. <laughs> uh, we all uh, trans uh, transformed into a virtual reality once we walked mm-hmm. through it. No. Right. Um. Remember VR Troopers. Yeah, I remember VR Trippers. They used to go through the arch or something like that. They were like, Yeah, they had that, like a, it was like a prism thing they had.
1: Yeah, that thing is in Seal Beach. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's in nice. Seal Beach in Orange County. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, I have been doing shows where I can, when I can, and where I can. I've done a couple of live shows. Mm-hmm. I would say the, the number of shows that I've done since shows have been back mm-hmm. doesn't even. Amount to the shows that I would do in a week, right before the pandemic. But, <laughs> so you've you've done five, yeah, I've done about five or six shows since, <laughs> since, since June.
1: Yeah, we're like a given week. And correct me if I am wrong. You would probably have like three or four shows at UCB and then maybe like one or two at the Clubhouse. Maybe somebody would have some weird variety show where you do a character or something, and then you probably do an a, like a podcast or two, like comedy Bang Bang, and that's just like average week.
2: Average week, average yeah. week, but that is not the case at this current gesture, right. whatever the word is, but yeah. I, um, I'm happy that we got a little bit, of, a little taste of it, you know what I mean? Yeah. What it's is it's going back to the, to the, the days of the indie, the indie scene, you know, when we first uh-huh. started, when I first right. started this 10, 12 years ago. Right. And I didn't, I wasn't one of the main performers at the UCB, at Second City, at I.O., Right, you know, we did the we did the indie scene. We was right. at the we was at the complex. We was right. at the old but, club clubhouse uh, on El Centro, where you couldn't yeah. talk outside. No, could not talk outside. Better be be quiet when you're walking out. Neighbors yeah. would get real mad. It's a terrible place for uh comedy. Yeah, fun, <laughs> fun place up top, but terrible place. But, yeah. walking out. I um, cannot
1: stress to the listeners enough how quiet you had to be outside. You would be yelled at.
2: You would be yelled at, like the the neighbor would. Yeah, shut the fuck up! Like they <laughs> yeah. were ready. They were ready to like call the cops on somebody. Which they is were, like feigning.
1: Yeah, which is ironic because that means you would have to be awake and alert for that to happen. Which means yeah. we're not disturbing your sleep.
2: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, we just had to be quiet coming out of there. But the place was jumping, and uh, mm-hmm. had to walk up the stairs. Right. And then uh, you know, the impro. Remember that that place? Used, I, yeah, used yeah, 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 yeah. Also, second theater. story. Yeah, second yeah. story, uh, Bang Theater on, on Fairfax. Used to do shows over there. Yeah, they, Neon they... Venus on Melrose.
1: Mm-hmm. Remember that. Spots.
2: Yeah. That's what it's feeling like again. That's what it's, fe- it's feeling like that again, and it feels cool.
1: Right, and all those places are gone pre-pandemic. Yeah. Neon yeah. Venus, Bang Theater became um, the uh, open something that they used to do, open mics at. It it remained like a cafe theater, I think it was, I want to say like the open spot or something like that. Yes. Uh, yeah, and, uh, but yeah, that also went away and became another expensive streetwear store.
2: Oh, look at that. I should have bought, I should have bought, uh, bought a theater and turned into an expensive streetwear store. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> Is that something you're dreaming of doing?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I want to do that. I want to get, I want uh-huh. to get an expensive streetwear store and I want it to be the most expensive. Uh-huh. Nobody shops there only the richest people and it becomes the most exclusive store right then i make all the money because yeah. the most, people go. This now, is the price gouging. right but yes it
1: is absolutely it is <laughs> that's what supreme does guys you know yeah. they just put that box logo on anything and then if people will pay out of pocket for yeah. it
2: like it's rent
1: yeah um would you put your
2: streetwear store in fairfax Yeah, I would. Fairfax at Melrose, somewhere over there. You know, you got to be in the mix.
1: Right. Oh, here's an idea. If you want it to be so exclusive, it has to be inside of Cantor's. It's not actually like (laughs) you have to like line up to get to Cantor's, then take to get in line for your store that's inside of Cantor's.
2: And because they're not complaining that I'm in there, you got to buy a sandwich. You got to buy a (laughs) Ruben.
1: You got to buy a Reuben. Yeah, that's in the grand tradition of ridiculous drops where it's like, okay, to buy this 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 drop of sneakers, what you got to do is you got to line up and you got to buy a T-shirt you don't want. And that gets you a ticket for a raffle for a chance to buy the sneakers.
2: Exactly. Oh, man, that culture is wild. (laughs) But as you can see, I got a lot of shoes, but none of these none of these are like so exclusive to where I got to wait in line or anything like that. These are all the shoes that I like. Right. Yeah, I I don't wait in line. No, I mean I got I got uh, you know I got some stuff. Oh, you doing it? You doing it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple racks over there. Yeah, we, we got the same rack.
1: Yeah, yeah, we do because <laughs> it is the cheapest one that held the most
2: on Amazon. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: that was yeah. When I get when I, I'll I'll when I have money, I'll have mine custom made, and I won't have to like jam my sneakers in there. Or, you know, I gotta I gotta put like grip tape or something on it. They my sneakers are always slipping off of it.
2: They do. If I take up if I take a pair off, like four pairs fall. I'm like, God damn it.
1: Yeah. Um, have you ever had to wait in line for sneakers?
2: No, I don't do no. that. No, no, I don't do that.
1: It, it, like, look, I mean, nothing has become so unique where it's like, I'll never get this again, where like I'm gonna wait, I'm gonna get a lawn chair, yeah. park at midnight and uh just hope for a chance to get like you know very expensive sneakers at like
2: retail there's nothing that i want that bad honestly like no no that no. i can't that i can't look on that i can't look on stockx and see right. what the reseller price is and if yeah. it's like 20 bucks more or 40 bucks more if it's something i really really want i'll go upwards of $50 more or $100 more right but if it's you know i was looking at some union jacks today right and- they're sitting at like five grand. And I'm like, that's crazy. I'm not
1: No, no, no. There's, that's the funny thing to me, man, about like the resale market. Like if a sneaker's five grand, there should be at least three species that went extinct for that sneaker. You know what I mean? (laughs) If you're just coming with like, you know, oh, it's got an exclusive logo. But other than that, it's like canvas and like synthetic leather. Get out of here, man.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not doing that. But I, the, luckily, the shoes that I like, the shoes that I want, a big Air Force One guy, right? usually those pretty much stay, you know, I can get them for retail or just a little bit over if I miss a drop or something. Right. Right. But the, uh, the new Drake, the, the certified lover boy Air Force will be out eventually. And whenever uh-huh. that drop happens, I'm, I know I'm going to be mad because I do want those. Mm-hmm. Self value on those is going to be insane.
1: Right. But yeah, so I, I feel like I feel, miss out on those. yeah well you know maybe in place of that would you do you think you'll ever get to or is this the thing you would want to do like um a capsule collection or a limited edition sneaker just for Carl Tart?
2: yeah that'd be tight I'd love an Air Force a Carl Tart Air Force
1: yeah do you have an idea what that'd look like
2: yeah yeah some of my favorite colors it would have some it would have some black in it right it would have some some green in it like some hunter forest green in it uh-huh. And it would have uh like some uh some gold. Okay.
1: In it. Nice. Yeah. yeah, now what are we talking like materials wise? What are we talking about here?
2: Uh, materials wise? Yeah. You know that Air Force leather? Okay. Okay.
1: I mean, classic,
2: I will classic Air Force leather, you know.
1: Right, 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 right.
2: Anyway, I like I like how this has the black interior. I like all those colors inside. Yeah, Carl
1: Carl's holding up an Air Force One that he has. It's pretty oh, – uh, yeah. definitely on the inside, it looks real real nice, and it has uh,
2: some details. Nice,
1: those are patches sewed on. Yeah. Nice. I like these a lot. Yeah,
2: they're very, like very nice. I got a big-ass foot, and that one fits sleek enough.
1: Right. Oh, you got, like, a wide, flat foot? Yeah. Yeah. I have a bit of an arch, but I have a very wide foot, so yeah, I, I have uh, I suffer from that a lot. I'm sure it would be better than <laughs> you saw Kevin Hart's sneaker.
2: Oh, the heartbeats? Yeah. Yeah, I saw those. I don't like them.
1: No, I mean, for I mean for supposedly as big of a platform he has, I thought he would go a little crazier.
2: It's, it's a workout shoe. It's but a workout I'd work shoe. Out, I'd work out in it. Yeah. But yeah, I I'd I would just work out and I wouldn't wear it, like wear it. He right. doesn't even wear it. He just does no. to work out. <laughs> yeah. The the rocks workout sneaker looks much better. Oh, you like those with the with the bullhead?
1: I think I mean I think they're fine, but I think they're better than Kevin Hart's. <laughs> if we're trying to like compare people who are in or adjacent to comedy who have their own sneaker. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I'd love a I'd love a Carl Air Force.
1: Yeah, that'd be, that'd be tight. I, I would, I, I mean, I'll fess up. I'm, uh, I'm a sucker for shiny things. So like whatever custom sneaker I would want would be mostly patent leather. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I just <laughs> like that sheet, man. Uh, I mean, I think, you know, I still haven't found exactly it, but I would really love just like patent leather Cortez's.
2: I haven't seen those. I do have yeah. a pair of patent leather Air Force Ones. They're lime green. Right. You can kind of see them like right there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those cool. are Air Force, Those are patent leather. They're yeah. Fun, they're easy to clean. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, yeah. Take a Lysol wipe on them.
1: Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Rather than, I, I, I don't know what, where the listeners are listening to this, but in L.A., probably New York, too. Probably most major metropolitan cities in the U.S., there are sneaker cleaning stores, just like there are dry cleaning stores where you oh, can. Oh, yeah, drop... Jason Mark. Yep, Jason Mark, downtown in Little Tokyo. You can drop off your, it's pretty much just white sneakers. Yeah. 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 And they, they clean Air it.
2: Force is restored. It's great. It's
1: yeah, it's great. great. You'll have to pay more than you would getting your suit jacket dry clean, but
2: yeah. Yeah. It's like yeah. 25 bucks. It's not bad.
1: It's not bad. No, no, no. And they do a real, real great job. No. real real great job well i want to hear more about the state of improv what you've been up to the grant the grand uh, crew mm-hmm. but let's do some comedy news uh first okay cool <laughs> Uh, first on the docket, Grammy nominations were for uh, uh this year were uh, announced today by the Recording Academy, and of course that includes Best Comedy Album. On the docket for nominees are, uh, Lavelle Crawford's, um, the Comedy Vaccine, Evolution ah. by Chelsea Handler, which was an HBO Max special. Sincerely, Louis C.K. by Louis C.K., which wasn't even publicly available. Thanks for Risking Your Life, which was also a special by Louis Black. Uh, It was a recording of a performance leading up to what would have been the taping of a special by Louis Black. The Greatest Average American by Nate Bargatze, also a special uh, released on Netflix, recorded at Universal Studios Orlando. And um, the infamous Zero fucks Given by Kevin Hart, where he... Performed in his pajamas in his basement and gave the most fucks because he wanted to imitate Jerry Seinfeld, giving brick oven pizza to a party.
2: <laughs> I enjoyed that a little bit.
1: Yeah. What part do you enjoy, Carl?
2: I enjoyed uh, most of it. I enjoyed the. I enjoyed the, I thought, I thought the closure was a little weak, uh-huh. but that sounds mean uh, not weak, but like, I know people are like, Shut up, man. You don't even, you don't you don't got Kevin Hart's money. Like, <laughs> there, was a, there was a couple of really good jokes in there. Uh-huh. Uh, that look that Lavelle Crawford one. I'm I'm rooting for Lavelle.
1: Yeah, definitely I I mean, that's actually an album. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's like a big problem where streaming services and networks will just make sure that their specials they release are also simultaneously released as audio even though they never push that. And so they can be in consideration for Best Comedy Album, which really leaves out a lot of people that are only releasing comedy albums uh, in in their latest hours and, you know, frankly, do often a better job.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I like I can't believe that we're still doing that, though, that albums are still a thing. Like, Yeah. like, Like it feels like why not just film it? But I guess that's way more expensive.
1: It is way more expensive. Yeah it's it's cost prohibitive in production and distribution um and then you know i mean with audio like you can get a zoom recorder probably for like 150 bucks if you know where to look yeah and that and if you plug it in right which isn't hard i mean you can watch like a few youtube tutorials and you'll be fine um you can get pretty good audio that is album quality. and I mean, look, people re- recorded shit on Zoom and released it as an album last year. So like
2: like, yeah,
1: yeah, if you learn basic recording techniques and have decent equipment, which is not very expensive these days, you can re- you can release an album. It ain't hard. It doesn't mean you should, but like. Yeah,
2: that's. Yeah, I, I think uh I, I think they need to, to, to figure out a way to, you know, give people who only release albums more of a shot at winning.
1: Than right. Than people who release,
2: you know, specials. That should be for the Emmys.
1: Yeah, it should be for. Yeah. They, so strangely, so Bo Burnham, re, you know, did his special Inside, also on Netflix, um, that was out considered out of consideration for Best Comedy Album. Considering how much musical comedy, specifically songs, were featured in the special, I don't know which magical formula they had for that, but uh, he did receive a Grammy nomination for um, best song written for visual media. Oh, that's cool! Yeah, uh, I enjoyed and he,
2: that special too. That was pretty. That was pretty solid.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and he's going against uh, Agatha all along from One Division. Um, all i know so far uh by pink uh from pink all i know so far fight for you by her from judas and the black messiah here i am sing way, way home from respect and speak now from one night in miami ooh no yeah
2: that was a good movie
1: oh yeah i that <laughs> of the, all the things that i uh binged i like i was that was on the docket. And then, you know, then we got to then we the more stuff kept coming. And then we got to go outside. Yeah. I <laughs> yeah. got
2: to go outside.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: Um,
1: and then for best spoken word album, Chappelle actually did get nominated for 846, which again was not an album. It was this special. Yeah. Uh released in the aftermath of uh, George Floyd's murder. And uh both Dave and Amir Suleiman uh, got nominated. And yeah, that uh, is best spoken word album includes poetry, audiobooks, and storytelling. So Dave Chappelle and Louis CK also, they both got nominated for <laughs> Grammys this year. And, uh, huh?
2: No, I wasn't going to say anything.
1: Oh yeah. Uh, uh, unsurprisingly, people are not too happy. And it does probably speak more to what The weekend has been saying about the Grammys, as he has famously boycotted the Grammys, even though he got nominated this year.
2: What has he been saying? Um, he believes there
1: are a lot of systemic uh, problems within the Recording Academy that have not been addressed. Uh, oh, you It's yeah. yeah. been
2: years and years and years. They used to give Black people awards during the commercial break, <laughs> and, this is not, and, and this is not long ago. This is the 80s.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Not to mention that the Grammys have uh, like an egregious amount of categories that make it um, easy to sort of uh, deflect uh, certain artists from best album categories. Uh, You know, there is a lot. I mean, hell, there's a Latin Grammys, but there's, you know, what is the how do they distinguish best album from best R&B album, best hip hop album that, you know.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's always, it's always like, you know, somebody will sweep the Grammys, somebody dope will sweep the Grammys and then like best, best album of the year will be like Beck. (laughs) A a huge, a huge part of the population has never heard ever. It'll be a song that's like a song that's been on top of the charts for literally like all year. And then they'll give it to somebody who's like, wait, what?
1: Right, right. It seems like overcorrection either way. Like Arcade yeah. Fire, like got a bunch of nominations one year, and people were like, "Who's Arcade Fire?" And like people who loved indie music, like, like were like, "Well, thank God." Yeah. Um, and then you know, I mean, this year, uh, you know, uh, it's all about the youngins: <laughs> Olivia Rodrigo, Billie Eilish, a Lil Nas X, definitely all things that hit Kiss FM. Is that even what it's called anymore? I don't I, don't I
2: think it's still yet. called Kiss.
1: Yeah, but it's run by I Heart Radio, right?
2: Yeah, uh, oh, is it?
1: Damn. Is it? I'm guessing. I. This is how little I listen to Top 40. Yeah, I
2: ain't listened to the radio in so long.
1: Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, no, I mean, that, I haven't listened to the radio so long that, like, yeah, all the people who are now Top 40, probably half of them, like, who are these people? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I know, I know, Billy Eilish, of course.
1: I know Billy Eilish, yeah, 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 yeah. But like, I didn't know like uh, the Chainsmokers when they like when they came out.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. I just knew that one song. They had.
1: Oh, with from Halsey. Suicide Squad. With Halsey. Oh, with Halsey. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
2: that one.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I, I usually if it's top forty, the only way I find out about it is from trailers. That's all that is. Uh, was there an album or a special that you heard within kind of the last year uh, that you think would should be more deserving of a Grammy nomination?
2: You know what? I got to be honest with you. I haven't been keeping up with people's specials. That was one thing that I... Most like, people haven't. It's been such a weird year. Right. I don't even know. I, I haven't been keeping up with people's stuff. Like I haven't been keeping up with... Uh, comedy specials. There, there hasn't been any that, you know, dropped that I was just like, uh, you know, a, a, you know, like appointment TV. Of course, I watch anything Chappelle drops and stuff like that, but right. I he's under fire right now, so mm-hmm. not finna get into that. But... <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's really the only one that I like watched. Watched. Right, right, right. But well, you watch Bose. I watch Bose and I watch Kevin Hart's too. Right. But out of those, those those th- like there's so many others you know what i mean i haven't, right. I haven't dove in the chase yet even though i'm sure it's not eligible for this year's grammy because just no no out.
1: no it's yeah it just came out
2: yeah did you watch it
1: yeah i did is it good <laughs> it, i mean he brings the energy of just sitting on the stool the whole time mm-hmm. as if he's like this old like old timer who's about to dispense some wisdom to the youngins Guess what? He ain't that old. Yeah. Nah, he ain't that old. (laughs) But do you like Che though? I kind of like Che, but I the weird, like he brought this energy to the special that which I it's kind of similar to what I just said. He has this air as if like, oh no, I'm really speaking the truth, guys. Like what I have to say is sort of the final word when it's like, I don't think you've earned that
2: yet. That's comedy now, though you know, in a yeah. lot of ways.
1: Right. I mean, you know, I'm. Carlin is Pro- everything
2: is Twitter. Everything is you know, uh-huh. everything is Twitter. Even our, even our, some of our goats. Like, you know, I I got into a long conversation about the Chappelle thing, and and, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, he's he's my favorite of all time, but sure. I understand. I don't I don't hang on to every single word that he says and go, yeah, I I agree with that. I'm right, a grown ass right. man. I agree with what I want what I want to agree with, but <laughs> right. like, um even him like still going on about what he was going on about. It's still like, this is just a, a sign of the times where everybody's got to, you know, prove that they're right at all times. Everybody's got to have such a strong opinion about something. It's just like, Oh, I wish everybody was shut up. Yeah. As I talk on a podcast.
1: <laughs> sure. And have your own strong opinion about it too. Um, <laughs> yeah. I it, It's, it's, uh, it's hard, you know, that's actually something that, ada rodriguez brings up in her hbo special fighting words that uh recently came out that it's like she explicitly mentions in her special it is hard to do comedy right now because it's so politicized but i feel like that is up to the comedian to choose to engage like that or not i mean not disregarding what the like the issues of the time but like you know, you don't have to talk about cancel culture. No, you do. But some comedians feel like that they have to, but you don't.
2: You can talk about what you ate for breakfast.
1: You could talk about what you ate for breakfast. You can still uh, get
2: canceled off of that. Are you drinking cow's milk?
1: <laughs> well, I'll, look, guys, almond milk, it's terrible. Yeah. It, it doesn't taste good. It does it, not. I agree with you on that yeah not. i, I try I tried it it's it's not good <laughs> I, was, I was very disappointed i i I came into it with an open heart open taste buds and I was it, it was almost as bad as when somebody at the Oaks told me that a brownie was not vegan and gluten-free when indeed it was and I bit into that thing and it was like did I just bite into
2: dirt <laughs> oh you are gonna get them riled up <laughs> get them rounded up
1: uh-huh yeah 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 no i felt violated dude <laughs> um so the taliban this week uh which they just you know captured the flag to run the government in afghanistan that's mm-hmm. how easy it was they do it was almost like capture the flag no one stopped them um they are in large and in charge and they just issued a new set of directives uh about media local media in afghanistan uh one of the most alarming is that they're uh banning dramas that feature women so what yes it's just going to be a bunch of dudes it, it's going to be it probably won't even be as nuanced and complex as greek theater with men where like men played female roles yeah. it'll just probably be a bunch of dudes wow yes yeah, well, I, I
2: wonder which one of them made that that's one of the the Taliban network executives said, mm, no, not in dramas. women can be in comedy, right, but they can't be in the dramas are they I know. allowing them to be funny in the comedies though
1: so that brings me to the reason I'm even bringing this up uh, one of the things they also banned were comedy shows that in which people are humiliated.
2: well, I don't like prank shows myself, right. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> But They're like, or something. No. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Wait, 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 they just banned jackass. Oh, I, yeah. if they banned jackass and ban Margera only. OK, I'm, I can live with that.
2: I don't I didn't like I don't like how he used to run in the bathroom and slap his dad.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he used to give me anxiety.
1: Yeah. Are you? I, I mean, hey, I get it. I get it. I, <laughs> you know, friends of mine in high school would always show me that. I'm like, I mean, wait, that's not actors. That's just like real family
2: yeah yeah when he would fuck with him <laughs> yeah. like, oh man it just gave me so much anxiety because i would never do that with my parents
1: right yeah and that's and, and just thinking about it like wow what a family dynamic so the kid makes more money but he acts even more petulant like a child than a normal child his age and uh because he makes he's the breadwinner you have to put up with it
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. That's such a crazy dynamic. I can yeah. I can admit that some of that stuff was funny back in the day when I was sure. a teenager. But I definitely was like, Ugh, ah, make me cringe. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, but I think it probably goes even further than that. I mean, like I was, I think arguably, any comedy that has a joke focused on a person or type of people. There's going to be some level of humiliation, yeah. probably.
2: Yeah, yeah. Can't be humiliated. That's wild.
1: That is Who wild.
2: these Taliban network executives? <laughs> That's what I really want to know. Who's picking this type of... I don't want to see anybody humiliated.
1: Yeah. Humiliation
2: so, is a part of comedy.
1: It is. So well, they're just going to have, like, the cleanest of Seinfeld's jokes. That's it. I know.
2: <laughs> Gosh, I don't know how this is going to work.
1: No, no. I don't think... I think they're planning planting seeds of Discord unknowingly with that rule.
2: Well, I'm glad we ain't got to watch no TV over there.
1: No, no, no. no. But I wouldn't be surprised if there's some secret sort of zine, I don't know, or something that is just like a political cartoon making fun of the Taliban.
2: Pirate television?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, I used to do this Airbnb tour. Uh, I'll probably start that up again when I'm COVID free. Um, Where I would take people around the LA comedy scene, give them a taste of like what the real la comedy is um one of the first people i took out they were f- from bahrain mm-hmm. and they were like part of a metal band and he was telling me like oh yeah like there's religious police where, but we just like do secret shows in the desert like there's comedy shows there's metal shows we it's just kind of like we don't tell a lot of people where it is or like we give the location last minute wow yeah so wow. they like do- yeah, so they just do the show, and then they pack up, and they leave. Man,
2: the has got to suck to live like that.
1: Yeah. And uh, I imagine it's very hard to develop material like that.
2: <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. And you do no open mics. <laughs> you,
1: you get the light by hearing uh, AK-4 set of them go off in the distance.
2: <laughs> oh, that's my time.
1: <laughs> that's the time. That's everybody's time, actually. Yeah. Every Everybody has to go.
2: Yeah. Tip your waitresses. On the way out. Uh-huh.
1: Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, so there There aren't any details as to how that's going to work, but, it, you know, the, the office is famous for uh, being franchised to almost every country on the planet, but I imagine it will not make it to Afghanistan.
2: Yeah. <laughs> nah. Nah. No. Oh, my gosh. That's nuts, man. It's, it's nuts,
1: man. It's really, really... I I also wonder who the 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 deciding like members of the Taliban media committee are that just like we don't want anybody humiliated in comedy.
2: I want to see that network meeting. I want to see them suits at the top of a at the top of a building.
1: Well, you know what? You know what, Carl? Next time I'm at an improv show and you're, you know, whatever team you're on, I I will yell that as a suggestion, the Taliban media (laughs) committee. And you're like, wait, what?
2: Get me canceled. (laughs) Has anybody even canceled
1: from strictly doing improv? I know there was an audience member who got canceled years and years ago at an ASCAT during DCM. Do you remember that? No, what happened? He like was an audience member who got brought on stage as a monologist and he basically described how he like date raped somebody.
2: What the fuck?
1: Yeah, you don't remember this?
2: No, I do not.
1: Yeah, and then it was like I think it was some of the UCB four that were there, and they just like did a set that uh totally roasted that guy.
2: Holy shit! I did not. I don't remember that at all.
1: <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah. Did they
2: like. Did they like? No, they people, tra- the story? Yeah,
1: people track Yeah, people tracked that guy down, and like. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, it was a whole, I mean, there was an investigation, et cetera, et cetera. And then people, uh, people almost never post about individual improv shows online, but that definitely hit the headlines. And there was a whole conversation about like, you know, the audience suggestions, improv monologists, like, you know, is like, is there a line with yes, ending, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera.
2: Yeah. Wow. We, that's crazy. Isn't that crazy? That's nuts. Yeah. that's that's People is nuts out here.
1: Yeah, see, that's a guy who should be humiliated,
2: yeah, Taliban. Humiliated. Yeah, he needs to be humiliated. Yeah, on a comedy show. Now y'all protecting him <laughs> and not allowing him to be humiliated.
1: I bet they're holding a double standard. If it if it's something that is uh, antithetical to their values, uh, i.e., promotes women, um, they'll probably yeah. make fun of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Lastly, uh FF Sketch Fest will be back in person for 2022. That was one of the last festivals to happen in person before lockdown in January of 2019, or 2020, I should say. And uh, it had to go virtual uh, twice, uh, but now has large and in charge yet again with a lineup so huge that I dare not try to read it out unless uh, I want to run out of time go to sfsketchfest.com to go read it and mark out 3 weeks of your january to go to san francisco and see literally hundreds and hundreds of comedians and hundreds of shows
2: personally uh mark out uh the t- january 8th 2022 at 8:30 p.m. at and i don't know <laughs> see that's how big sketch
1: is carl is on it and has been to it several times he cannot remember where the venue is for what show new he's...
2: Venue. we're a new venue this year oh yeah i'm about to tell you right now i'm about to tell your ass right now tell gonna... my
1: ass right now tell all the asses of all the listeners right now
2: i'm tell all y'all asses uh improv and sketch there we go uh-huh oh shit we're like the first team up there uh saturday january 8th 10 30 p.m at where is it at is it white women is it white women yeah, going up? Uh, the big team formerly known as white women fka
1: the okay. gateway theater
2: 215 jackson street yes yeah. california the gateway theater
1: yes tickets yeah. are on sale now sf sketchfest.com
2: sf make sure you pull up on us pull yeah. up on us
1: pull, pull up on that and so much great improv sketch stand-up podcasts reunions etc etc there's a tribute to lorraine newman there's so much i think it's one of the biggest comedy festivals in the world if not like I, it's it has as much programming it has i think more programming than montreal
2: yeah it looks like it it's gonna be it's gonna be lit this year this is pretty cool oh yeah i'm excited i'm very excited very, you, very excited so wait is that the only show you're doing carl I believe that th- that is the only show that I'm doing. Unless they ask me to do ask I Okay. I that's the only show that I'm doing.
1: That's hard. I mean, I feel like are you are you gonna stay a little longer to catch some other stuff or are you gonna come back down to LA? Uh I'll
2: probably be back down that next day.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything you would like to catch?
2: This is uh this talk with David Allen Greer.
1: Uh, uh okay.
2: Obviously. I'm yeah. not gonna be able to make it that's the next weekend. If I do go back up, there's a chance that I may go back up with uh arden marine and the will you accept this rose group oh fun but i do not know for sure
1: okay right well you know you can follow all of what happens with carl at damn it carl on instagram i'm sure he'll post about it yeah and that's the d-a-m-m-i-t carl on it, carl damn it carl
2: (laughs) Which oh, means- we will I don't know if they've announced our guest yet, but we will have a very special guest with us. At uh-huh. 2 on January eighth, you're not going to want to miss it. Yeah. Which brings me back to you,
1: Carl. So you know, not not to put you too much on the spot, but what is the state of improv these days? <laughs>
2: The state of improv these days is, like I was saying at the beginning, kind of back to its indie form, kind right. of back to what we used to do back in the day when we first started. Uh, right. I think that's pretty cool, you know, bouncing around from theater to theater. Right. It's still, it's still running pretty slow at this right. point. It ain't is as popular, you know. We used to how, go, we used to be at one indie show and then jump in the car and go to another one and do that one. Then go do a jam at another uh, theater, like back in the day. But right now, people are just trying to pick out spaces and people are trying to carve out their home space and.
1: Right. Well, because there used to be in L.A., I would venture to guess a week between all the venues and theaters and schools,
2: 40 improv shows a week. Probably. Yeah. About. Yeah.
1: That. Yeah. And now there's like
2: four. Maybe. <laughs> but not even all the not time. Even. Maybe two. There's holy yeah, shit. I, I don't know of any regular improv shows except holy shit. Holy shit! Improv
1: every Monday at Silver Lake Lounge, and that's only new. They used to be every other week.
2: Yeah, used to be every other week, but they've they've stretched to every week now.
1: Yeah, and if you got, yeah, I mean, and this is like you know, I if you, I would like you to speak to this if you would like, but there has been sort of this diaspora from. UCB continuing not to be open and all the improvisers that would do a lot of the, the, those 40 plus shows a week in LA uh, would perform at UCB stages uh, between Sunset and Franklin. And now it's like, well, we don't have anywhere to go. And it seems like it's, we can kind of do it safely with people on stage. Uh, So yeah, I mean, do people feel lost? Do people feel abandoned? Or like, I mean, I you know, I know you said it was like indie days, but it's indie days. But you knew what what like not indie days felt like, you know? Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh It's not the same anymore, for sure. That's that's for damn sure. Yeah, it ain't the same. But and I do, I do think people are probably out there like, man, what do we do now? Mm-hmm. You know, don't necessarily know what they what they're supposed to do. Right, but. It's. I think it'll pick up as the as people feel more safe to come out. The boosters right. are popping now. The vaccines are required everywhere. I think people are feeling safer to right be in the streets now at this point. So I think show there's going to be a demand for more shows to come back.
1: Absolutely. I mean, one time when I went to Holy Shit Improv, which you know, uh great teams on it. If you can get close to the stage, you'll have a good time. But it is not really ideal for watching improv.
2: Not an improv venue, but. No. We did have a good time last night. If you can bring that energy, if you can bring the energy, you can you can create a good vibe in there.
1: Now you mentioned the big team, which is the team you performed on last night, is FKA White Women. What yeah. informed that change? What brought about that decision?
2: Hey man, a lot of changes was happening in the in the pandemic. You know, people mm-hmm. people losing weight, gaining weight, short <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> sure. friends, gaining friends. Uh, Uh you know people there's a lot of different changes we just kind of came up to the conclusion it was like hey man let's uh let's kind of flex on them a little bit you know we've been at this for a long time Uh our friendship is beyond that name and our chemistry with each other and everything so Mm -hmm. it was just kind of like a thing that we just kind of was like yeah let's let's change it up let's switch it up we're a new team you know
1: yeah even though it's a lot of the same people
2: it's all the same people but (laughs) uh yeah you know we just having a good time, man. We 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 were like, yeah, hey, let's let's talk about it, you know. Right,
1: right. Well, I mean, I think that's just you know, a, just a small facet of like you were saying. Thing, nothing's the same, and nothing will ever be the same. The same yeah. being like
2: 2019. Yeah, yeah. That's what it was. It was like nothing is the same. Nothing was the same. Nothing ever was the same. Like Drake. Said. Right,
1: right. So the big team is is like. If you think of white women as Gandalf the White, or no Gandalf the Gray, then uh, the big team is Gandalf the White.
2: I don't know the reference. <laughs> it's okay. Gandalf. <laughs>
1: of, it's Lord I'm, of the Rings. It's Lord of the Rings. Of,
2: you think of white women as the New Orleans Hornets and yep. the big team the New Orleans Pelicans.
1: Uh that play at, at Smoothie King Stadium.
2: <laughs> Smoothie King Center.
1: <laughs> I'll never get over that. Smoothie King. <laughs> That's I it's almost as ridiculous as what is staples now?
2: Crypto.com or what? Crypto.com. Yeah. So white women with staples center. And, <laughs> uh the big team is crypto.com arena. Which no one will ever call it. Yeah, no, people are gonna still call it Staples, just like people still call us white women. Well, I find that so funny
1: that people got so defensive over staples, like you know that that's still like a corporate brand, right? Bro,
2: I was here when they when they first built the place and they when they announced the name that it was gonna be called Staples Center, everybody hated it. Yeah, They're everybody it at, the, at their office supply store. Yeah, I remember that everybody hated it. So
1: yeah, because it, it was it. it didn't even have the class of the great western four, yeah, which is named after a bank. Uh-huh, but at least like it's hidden. Yeah, you know, you wouldn't really know
2: if you. I mean, we we didn't grow up in an era where we ever banked at Great Western Bank.
1: No, no, so no, no,
2: that bank doesn't exist anymore. No.
1: So. Yeah, we it, it, was it Washington Mutual for you? Wamu,
2: Wamu, and then Chase. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember in basketball how it almost? jokingly predicted the future of like every sports stadium being owned by a corporation.
2: Oh yeah. That's
1: and, yeah. And I watched that like, I mean, will that really happen? Yes, it will. It is. It's happening now.
2: They get yeah. a lot of money off of that. uh-huh All my favorite teams, my favorite teams, the Clippers play at crypto.com arena. The Saints <laughs> play at the Caesars Superdome. Uh-huh. Uh, but people just call it the Dome, you know, New Orleans people, Superdome. They still call it the New Orleans Superdome, but it is the Caesars Superdome. A
1: Caesars Superdome. The the companies that sponsor college football playoff games, those are the ones they always get. There's like, a, isn't there like a truck parts one now? It used to be that like, they're, oh, the Tostias Fiesta Bowl. Oh,
2: it's probably like, you know, the old, advanced auto parts bowl. Yeah. Bowl yeah. games are usually really funny. Yeah. yeah they're usually, they, they go nuts with the bowl games, which is very funny. It yeah. takes away from like, you know, like the orange bowl is the Tostito, Tostitos Fiesta Bowl is with it.
1: Yeah, I, I, I wonder if they do any market research, like the Tostitos Fiesta Bowl being a thing does not make me more or less inclined to buy
2: Tostitos. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, it doesn't, it doesn't make me go, man, I want some chips right now.
1: Yeah, it's not the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl. Too. Oh, you know what I'm thinking of, Carl, the Meineke Car Care Bowl. That's what I was the thinking.
2: Nike Car Care Bowl. <laughs>
0: Which
1: has uh, actually yeah. been a long-standing college football. The but, mon- you know,
2: the Fiesta Bowl has had since it's, okay, so it started in 1971, and then in 1986 is when they first mm-hmm. changed it to, so it was the Kids Fiesta Bowl for four years, and the IBM right. Fiesta Bowl, right. and the Tostitos Fiesta Bowl, and the Vizio, Battle Frog, which is only a year, and PlayStation, it's now the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl. <laughs> So actually makes the most sense. Yeah. It's a Fiesta. <laughs> it's because it's a Fiesta. PlayStation Fiesta?
1: Mm, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Just wait till it's Netflix's presents the Squid Game Season 2 Fiesta Bowl.
2: Yeah. Be hard. That'd be hard.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it would be. And you wouldn't have... Halftime is the Squid Game. The, the players playing <laughs> yeah. the Squid Game. Yeah. That'd be great. Um. So... Improv is in its back in its salad days, but it's new salad days. Uh You know, but how is stuff on the the TV slash film side? You said you just wrapped filming, even though you got like a, a dash of COVID. Would you describe it as a dash of COVID?
2: Uh, taste of COVID, a scotch of COVID. This COVID. is months ago. Uh right. I beat it out of my system, literally mm. punching myself in the face. Uh, <laughs> but. Nah, man, we just got to filming uh, the first season of Grand Crew, which is going to be coming out on December 14th on NBC. And Peacock? Or just NBC? 7th Central. I'm assuming it'll be on Peacock, too. Right. You know, it'll be on Hulu the next day, Hulu the following day, but uh, watch on NBC so we can get the ratings. Because there is
1: not a trailer yet, what is the Grand Crew like?
2: It's just a group of friends that kind of like to hang out and wind down at the local wine bar, the local watering hole. They love to. The- Drink wine and fellowship with the homies.
1: Okay. I mean, so che- che- cheers-ish for 2021.
2: Yeah. Cheers ish. Friendsish. Okay. Know, blackish.
1: Blackish. All all put in a big old blackish-ish. Yeah. Put putting in a big old barrel and stomped on to made into wine.
2: Yep. I love that. I love that analogy. Thank you so much for that.
1: You're welcome. You're welcome.
2: <laughs> all of those shows put in a big old barrel and stomped. Yeah. Is it wine that you guys are drinking at this watering hole? We are drinking wine. Yes, sir.
1: Wow. So what type of wine are, is the Grand Cru drinking? Is it Cabernet? Is it, you know. Um, Everybody got their own style.
2: I'm a, okay. I'm a Syrah guy. I'm a Syrah and Grenache guy. I like Interesting.
1: Sweeter. All right.
2: A little sweeter, a little heavier.
1: Nice. Uh, I, my favorite wine is actually a fortified dessert wine sherry i like cream sherry on the rocks i told this to a friend once actually james austin johnson uh, who is on snl he says yeah yeah, and he told me why do you drink like a divorced wife
2: yeah cream sherry
1: on the rocks
2: on the rocks what is cream sherry Uh, creamy
1: it's cream so there's dry sherry and cream sherry dry sherry is per particularly used for cooking and it is very tart to taste Mm -hmm. but a cream sherry is oh so sweet uh not as sweet as minischewitz which i think is too sweet but uh yeah man it's it's uh harvey's bristol cream is what i drink
2: boy yeah you're drinking like an old lady
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh well look out for the grand crew uh i'm sorry did you mention a premiere date
2: uh, December 14th at 8 p.m. Hey, that's not too far from now. Uh, too far away. Yeah.
1: Uh, just in time as an early holiday gift on NBC and very likely Peacock. Um, Carl, thanks so much for joining us today. I really, for really, really me. yeah, man. It was a real, real good time. Um, where can people find you online? Is there anything else you'd like to promote?
2: Uh, check me on uh, Instagram at dammitcarl, D A M M I T C A R L. And uh, you can check out, I got a couple other podcasts uh you can check out the flagrant ones patreon With there's a lot of content on there with mm-hmm. me and the fellas and then uh you can also check out uh xoxo gossip kings a show i host with my buddy lamar woods who's also a member of the big team and it's a gossip girl rewatch podcast uh through our lens i
0: right. never watched
2: the show before so yeah uh, i'm watching it and uh i'm having a good time so you can check out any of those places right uh, they're all really fun and uh, mm-hmm. thanks for having me man
1: yeah absolutely and probably five years uh you can line up outside of Cantor's to get into
2: carl's exclusive sneaker world or yes. whatever he wants to call it's it only, there's gonna be two t-shirts in a booth you gotta find them
1: yo oh that's another it's a yeah there's there's a game element to it
2: yeah and don't forget your ruben
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. you got it. yeah R- one ruben minimum um if
2: you drop one piece of pastrami it turns into squid game <laughs> yes it does
1: Yes, it does. And uh, yeah, there will be somebody on site to take care of that. Uh, I and Jake Kroger, I run the Comedy Bureau. You can find the Comedy Bureau at Bureau.com, at the Comedy Bureau across socials. You can find me on Instagram at NotTheSupermarket and on Twitter at MFJKroger. There's so many great causes to support at this time. And I ask if you, if you please support those but if you have money or generosity left over. Support the Comedy Bureau because I've been running it for 11 years. And as we sign off, do you have anything else to say,
2: Carl? I mean, keep keep up the good work. Keep doing what you're doing. You keep people informed about the shows. Just want to appreciate you. Give you give you your flowers while you're still here, for the comedy <laughs> bureau. And, yeah, thank
1: uh, you. Um, yeah, hopefully th- that's not really a eulogy. My death is far from now. You were
2: a great man. Oh, it's a shame you, what girl. happened to you. you know what I'm
1: <laughs> oh yeah. For people who don't know, I buried the lead. Uh, I have COVID during this episode. So sorry.
2: <laughs> we're not talking about that. <laughs> we're Talk about that that banshee attack.
1: That Banshee attack. Well, yeah, 2020 was uh, not to say not nice to me. It was the worst year of my life. So, yeah, <laughs> we'll just take that. Uh, as I like to say, live comedy is still happening. Please support it. And as the great Brody Stevens say, enjoy it. The Comedy Bureau Field Report is recorded, produced, and edited by Jake Kroger. Music by Brian Guineo, artwork by Andrew Delman and KT, and part of the Believe Podcast family.